You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and you could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, I'm joined by my good friend, Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. What is up? We're almost to the Super Bowl, but not quite. But we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we're getting closer. Uh, The Senior Bowl has helped scratch that football itch a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we can talk about that at a later podcast. But we've got some some off-season previews to do, Kate. We do. We are actually going to be wrapping up our off-season series this year uh, for the 2021 season. Let's dive into the Bucks and Chiefs. Let's let's mm. just dive into the Super Bowl matchup. Um, we we had our, our good friends help us out throughout the entire NFL, uh, all of the NFL teams. Ryan and Matt, if you guys didn't check out all of our previews, be sure to go back, listen back. I'll be posting some on Twitter today. Thought we'd we'd organize them by uh, by division here, so you could uh, mm. listen to. You know, maybe your favorite division today. I don't know. Go back. Go back. Listen. Um, let's dive right into the Bucks. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and should we start with Tom Brady, Kate? I think we have to, right? I think you are contractually obligated to start with Tom <laughs> Brady. Um, I think the question for me, so it's not not regarding fantasy necessarily, but it's about Tom Brady. Does he retire this season? If he goes to Tampa, wins a, a Super Bowl in his first season, does no. he walk away? Nope. No, there's no way, right? Because if he wins, it means he's in a really good situation. He's going to want to keep racking up the, the Super Bowl wins. And I think he knows that things aren't going to be perfect right away. So, you know, over the next couple of years, I think he's going to want to continue to improve with Bruce Arians and his receivers. Uh, and if they lose, it's all more motivation to come back and try to win one next year. So I don't see Tom Brady retiring. I think he's been pretty outspoken that he wants to play till he's at least 45. His contract runs through the 2021 season. I still think at the very least we have one more Tom Brady season coming up. He definitely had his ups and downs this year, but he did finish the year as the QB8, which well, not... 40 passing touchdowns. 40. Not too shabby. Uh, finished ahead of Lamar Jackson, our, our <laughs> former QB dynasty two, our Q- dynasty QB two. Holy Moses. Um, mm. So he he's definitely still got some gas left in the tank. I think maybe if, if you truly believe Tom Brady is coming back next season, regardless of the outcome of the Super Bowl... He might be the best buy in super flex leagues unanimously right now before before we have any news. So I'm telling you in the next week, you need to buy Tom Brady in a super flex value. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's going to cost you almost absolutely nothing. You could potentially get top 10 quarterback play. Cade, he averaged 290 passing yards per game this season. That's actually one of the highest of his career, uh, and it's the highest since uh, 2016. The touchdown rate was ridiculous, and I still think there's a potential for him to even be better. Uh, You know, they had a lot of injuries at wide receiver with Evans and Goblin all season long. O.J. Howard got hurt early in the year. Uh, is Brady going to have another season where he finishes at QB eight? I don't know, but I think you know QB ten, QB twelve is not all that unrealistic. And I think because of all of these question marks that we're talking about right now, you can get him 
at a discount for sure. Because there are, we really, we, we don't know. We can speculate. It's what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard to say. Let's talk about the, the wide receivers on the end of Tom Brady's very strong and accurate arm. Um, Chris Godwin, he is a 2021 free agent. Biggest question here, does the team resign him? I'm voting yes. Really? See, I, I think I disagree with you. I, I think he's going to be somebody who gets... I don't know what maybe 16 17 million dollars a year in free agency Uh, he's really a slot player and I think Tyler Johnson while there's been some ups and downs I think he's shown enough to maybe fill in that role I think they're going to want to sign it resign Antonio Brown so if you have Evans you have Antonio Brown Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller do you have to spend the 16 17 million dollars a year on Godwin I'm not sure this is sort of what I'm. This is what I'm picturing for Tampa Bay next season. I do think that uh, Tom Brady comes back. I think that Tom Brady is going to want to have all of his weapons there. I don't think Tom Brady is going to want to come back and have to uh, adjust to new options in an offense. I just don't. Because why? Yeah, but you, it wouldn't you, be adjusting though, right? It would be. It would be just taking one guy out. And again, Godwin missed a lot of time this year. And he has other guys with Gronk who's coming back. I think Evans will be healthier. Uh, it's a lot of the same parts. I just I wonder if Tampa Bay would be better off using some of those resources to improve the defense rather than bringing back Godwin. Maybe there's only a moderate difference between him and Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. They, as of right now, they rank uh, seventh in projected cap space. So here's my proposal. I'm going to take Chris Godwin. I'm going to give him like a two-year deal uh, where you pay him what he wants so that you keep him with the team. You keep the whole whole gang together, which I absolutely love. Sure. Chris Godwin, he actually didn't have uh, his play impact. So we saw a a pretty significant uh, change in usage for Mike Evans. Uh, saw a dip in that averaged up the target. Uh, Chris Godwin didn't really see many of those changes with Tom Brady coming in under center. The biggest issue for him, I think he's going to have a monstrous bounce back season, by the way. I think this is your buy low on on Chris Godwin. Um, th- the biggest difference that we saw this year was it, the yards after the catch that just mm. weren't there for Chris Godwin. But we have to remember he entered – uh, I believe early uh, early this season had a hamstring injury. Uh, he's he's been banged up all season long, which is the perfect reason not to make yards after the catch. I, um, I think he's going to blow up in twenty twenty one. All right, so I've I've got two questions for you. Number one, are we overrating Chris Godwin a little bit from a dynasty perspective? Because right now he has one career season of over 850 receiving yards. And that was obviously 2019 when he was uber efficient, 1,300 yards in 14 games. Uh, But that was on a super high volume pass offense with Jameis Winston. Is there a chance that maybe he shouldn't be as valued as highly as he is in Dynasty right now? And the second question is, is there any other spot outside of Tampa Bay where Godwin would actually gain value? Because I'm looking at his free agent market if he goes to, let's say, the Jets and they have Deshaun jo- Sean Watson as their quarterback, does does he actually see an uptick in value? I think so. Um, I, I definitely think so. I, I think with uh, Deshaun Watson, we know he likes to uh, hone in on one target. And Chris Godwin is a guy that 
uh, in the 2020 se- or in the 2019 season we saw is capable of managing volume. Um, I, I think honestly, he's kind of a, he's a great fit for Deshaun Watson. So mm. this is the, the perennial question, right? So what do you, what do you do with these players that are entering free agency that you don't have a good idea of what they're you know, going to be doing? Are they going to test the market? It, it's always a question of, is this the time to buy all of these guys? Because I mean, we've seen Chris Godwin, he is a capable, uh, He's a slot receiver, but we know that's that's excellent mm-hmm. for volume and your PPR formats. Is this the time to buy? What are you? What are you doing with Chris Godwin? I'm obviously buying. I think he's going to be, regardless of offense. I just think we're going to see more for from him after the catch, uh, which was really his his biggest efficiency this season. Um, so I'm buying. Uh, what are you doing? I'm probably just holding if I have him, and I'm probably not actively looking to go see where he. I mean, to, to buy him right now, just because I want to know where he lands. Because if he lands back in Tampa Bay, I actually think that's not great for his dynasty value. If he goes somewhere else with an established quarterback, I think he could be a, a great volume play. But I'm I'm probably just not actively looking to to buy him. Okay. All right. I think that's. I think that's fair. How about Mike Evans? Uh, he's locked into a long-term deal with the Bucks. I don't think he's going anywhere. Any concerns for Mike Evans moving forward? No, I think Mike Evans is a superstar. He's so consistent from year to year. I think he is the the one receiver on that team that doesn't matter what quarterback he plays with. He is somebody who also dealt with a pretty serious hamstring injury for most of the season. Uh, I still think Mike Evans should be a top 10 uh, dynasty wide receiver going forward. All right, before we get into the running back situation, which it, we've got some weeds to comb through here. Before we do that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag promo code locked on. All right, everybody, let's go ahead. We're going to jump right in to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield. It's a little messy. Uh, that's a, that's an understatement. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Ronald Jones, Kate? Because he's a, he's the free agent in 2021. He was the RB 15 in half point PPR leagues. It's clear that he's talented, but do you trust him to, to be a RB two going forward? Or what are you doing with Ronald Jones? Sell, 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 sell. Um, I am selling Ronald Jones anywhere that I can have him, and I'm going to pedal him off uh, as that that top-end RB2 uh, with upside. But here's my concern with Ronald Jones, and it's not necessarily um, like a contract situation. My concern for Ronald Jones is literally just uh, seeing what we've we've – 
found from Leonard Fournette and his surge in the postseason because uh, obviously Ronald Jones has been banged up, but Leonard Fournette has taken on a very big role uh, and he hasn't always looked great with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, he started, uh, what, each of the last, I believe, six games. Um, and, and he's been a, a workhorse of sorts. He's been involved in the passing game. Again, Which, not always looking great. When did this passing great, thing happen? When did this passing thing happen? He's been involved, and he's been that guy. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of Leonard Fournette's usage? Because he is a free agent this season. So no more Leonard Fournette. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of the balance that we've seen between these two running backs do you think it's all injury related for ronald jones i i listen i just don't think ronald jones is all that special of a player i think he's he's very replaceable i I just don't understand this passing game thing with leonard fournette when did he become a passing (laughs) weapon because when he was at lsu he did wasn't involved in the passing game at all when he was with jacksonville until that final year uh really nothing more than an outlet receiver so when did he turn into this receiving maven (laughs) <laughs> that's a, I don't get it. That's a, a, I love the term there, receiving Maven. Um, well, the the question for me, like, what do you what do you make of Ronald Jones's usage in the passage game? Because <sighs> his season high targets was nine targets. Uh, that was way back in week four. And do you know how many receiving yards he produced on those nine targets? Uh, man, I'm, seventeen. Like the answer yeah, seventeen. Something. Seventeen is not good. That's no, really bad. Um, can I give you my prediction, Kate, on this backfield? What's going to happen in 2021? I'd love to hear it. It's not going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm sorry. I, I know that's just a shot through your heart. I know. <laughs> um, I, I, I've i got this feeling that maybe Fournette comes back. I think Ronald Jones leaves in free agency. I think this is going to be an offseason in which Tom Brady gets his say at running back, right? I think he's going to want to bring in one of his guys. Um, And it just so happens to be, Kate, that James White is a free agent, that Rex Burkhead is a free agent, Mm. Deion Lewis is a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in one of those type of players. And then maybe they bring back a Fournette or they go and grab, I don't know, a Tevin Coleman or Todd Gurley, somebody that we just kind of don't love. And that's the backfield going forward, and it's the James White that ends up being the most valuable running back. I just, I've got a feeling that Brady is <laughs> going to campaign to get one of those type of guys in here. All right, so you've called your bold prediction for the 2021 season. Love it. Um, I, I do actually. I, I think what Tom Brady has missed in his running back. Like I know, I know Leonard Fournette has gotten targets in this offense, but he's had a lot of dropsies um, and. The, the sheer look of terror on Tom Brady's face every time a running back drops one of these these dump-off passes, um, it's enough to hurt your soul. It, it really is. Yeah, and yeah I, I, Fortnite just doesn't add any value in the passing game, right? He's not scaring anybody deep. He's not really making that many plays after the catch. I, I just believe that they're going to want to get somebody a little bit more dynamic in there this offseason. I totally believe that. Um, how about tight end? So we mentioned Rob Gronkowski, but we will have uh, O.J. Howard returning. I think this will be his uh, this fifth year option, correct? Yep. Yep. But coming off an Achilles, what do you project for for O.J. Howard in terms of his ability to bounce back? I'm not really counting on him, to be honest. I think this is Rob Gronkowski's tight end uh, spot now that he's got kind of a full year under his belt in this Bruce Arians offense. 
I think Howard's going to be a part-time player, especially in the first half of the season as he's kind of, you know, rehabbing from that torn Achilles. Probably a tight end spot you just want to stay away from because it's going to be so inconsistent from a week-to-week basis. Don't love either of these guys. Maybe Howard on the next team, you know, a, a year removed from the, the torn Achilles has some value, but nothing this year excites me. Well, maybe maybe we're taking Gronkowski's situation for granted, right? He is technically a free agent in 2021. I'd be shocked if Brady didn't uh, rally for him to come back. He's Um, coming back. There's just no way, right? There's no way he leaves. I think that's the issue. We just can't we can't fathom a universe where uh, Tom Brady doesn't force him back into the active lineup. Um, Any concerns for Cameron Bright, who's come on a, a, a bit of late? Uh, with Rob Gronkowski being so involved as a blocker, what do we do with Cameron Brait? Is he a, a potential super mega by low who might be on your fantasy waivers? Because mm. he's still signed through 2024. Not really, because this is somebody who over the last three years has a combined like 800 receiving <laughs> yards. So, I mean, the touchdowns, he'll have a couple games every now and then where he scores two touchdowns, and it's, oh, it's fun, Cameron Brate's a thing, but he's not actually somebody you really want to roster because the upside just isn't there. He's so inconsistent from a week-to-week basis, and he turns 30 this offseason. Uh, that's not a killer for tight ends, but uh, a Cameron Brate breakout season is just probably not in the cards. Old man Brate. Uh, he he well, has that, that done. That makes me feel really bad when you say old man Cam <laughs> Brate. My goodness, holy cow! Uh, I I think Cameron Brate and I are the same age. Yeah, twenty twenty nine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're we're old old man Kate, uh, old man Kate and old man Brate are it. in this it. together. <laughs> Let's jump into another quick break, and then we will dive into the Kansas City Chiefs because just as much meat there on the bones for us to talk about. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are going to be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the most exciting offenses that we could possibly be talking about today. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have so many fantasy-relevant players outside of just Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So uh, a lot of fun, Kate, and we, got, we get to dive into it. I think the nice thing about heading into this offseason – I don't think we're going to see any debate. Patrick Mahomes is the 101 in Superflex. You don't think we'll see any debate? You really don't? I, I think we'll find uh, <laughs> we'll find a way to debate about something, but I, 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 just I think don't. People are going to be so excited about Josh Allen, right? I think uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. Right now, Josh Allen sitting as the quarterback three per January ADP on DLF. Um, but really, do you think they're close? Like, it, no. I want to. I want to hear your <laughs> breakdown because for me, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not close. He just it, he's been so uh, mm. so consistent as a passer, even in what was like largely a, a I think. Uh, not a super it, it wasn't a sexy season for the Chiefs um, I, I think 2019 kind of set our bar super high they didn't have as many flashy plays um, you know the the running backs weren't healthy it was just it wasn't the Chiefs at a hundred percent that that was my feeling watching them this season just not as a, as many spark plays but we know that 
he doesn't need a spark play to be a really good quarterback and a really consistent fantasy performer. So is there any question in your mind that no. this might not be Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> no, 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 because Mahomes throughout his career, again, we have a pretty decent sample size now, 308 passing yards per game, two and a half touchdowns. I mean, he's in regular standard leagues. He's like a lock for 20 points every single week. He has some weeks where he'll also give you some rushing potential. He's got six career rushing touchdowns. Uh, no, it's it's Patrick Mahomes just because of the, the ceiling and because of the floor, right? Because you just know every week you're going to get those 300 passing yards. You're going to get at least two touchdowns. Uh, it's awfully hard to go away from him. You know, it was kind of funny. So over at DraftKings this week, one of my assignments was to look back at the games that that Patrick Mahomes has lost. Yeah, he has only yeah. <laughs> he's only lost uh, eight career games, which just absolutely mind blowing. The Patriots are the only team that he's lost to more than once. Absolutely crazy. Uh, but going through his stats. None of these games were an indictment on Patrick Mahomes because none. Nope. It it was just absolutely mind blowing to look through his stats in the loss, and it it wasn't garbage time because when you're looking back through the box scores, you see um, he's just matching score for score for score, and all of these outings, I'm I'm walking away from you know the 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 box scores thinking, God, if the defense could have stopped once, one stop and that wouldn't have been a loss for Patrick Mahomes because, I mean, he just plays lights out across the board. He was the quarterback for this year, and he only played 15 games. All of the quarterbacks ahead of him played mm-hmm. 16. Um, but only two quarterbacks to have more points per game. Guess, Do you know who they are? Points per game. Dak Prescott? Yep. Uh, and the other, I have no idea. You're going to be shocked for this next one. It's Marcus Mariota. Uh, well, that's who right. posted he had one game, 20, right? he had one game posted 26. Actually, it was a half. It was really a half. Yep. It was really a half, which it's, it's pretty impressive that he's managed to, uh, to yep. take the second, uh, second slot in second most fantasy points per game, uh, given that he didn't even play a full game, uh, 26.84 points in that limited outing for him. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Next, can, can I give you? Can I give you a really fun Chiefs stat? Um, actually, I've got two. Uh, the Chiefs have won twenty-five of their last twenty-six games in which That's Patrick so Mahomes sick. has started. Uh, I don't know how they lost to the Raiders earlier this season. Still a crazy game. And in Patrick Mahomes' career with the Chiefs, including the playoffs, you're looking at like 53, 54 games. There's just two games that he scored fewer than 22, or the Chiefs have scored fewer than 22 points. Uh, it was a, a week five loss in 2019 against the Colts, and then against the Falcons this year, where they scored uh, just 17 points. Otherwise, you know they're scoring in the middle to upper 20s every week at minimum, and you know that there's, there's those potential weeks for 40 and 50 points. So that's why he's the QB one. He's the number one guy in super flex leagues, just because you know this offense is going to score, and it's going to be because of Mahomes. Oh, absolutely. You're you're in a good, good spot. Um, I, I think the, the question, I guess, is not Patrick Mahomes because, like I said, QB1, Superflex mm-hmm. 101. Um, it, the question maybe is his receivers then. So we do have Sammy Watkins, who's a free agent in 2021. Uh, we, we still have Tyreek Hill, who's got a, a long-term, big-time contract there. 
Is it Nicole Hardman time? I want to say yes, Kate, because I'm so excited about Mikul. You saw what he could do in the two playoff games already this year. It's just so explosive. But I've got a feeling that Andy Reid and the Chiefs view Mikul Hardman more as a like number three, number four receiver in the passing game, more of a part-time complementary player rather than a full-time player. I don't believe Sammy Watkins is going to be back. Maybe the Chiefs draft somebody in the first round that has a little bit more size, that can do some other things uh, besides just running really fast. But it's so hard to say no to Miko because the talent is so incredibly good. It is incredibly good. Um, I mean, the the speed, we did see a, uh, a muffed uh, return this past week. So uh, put the... Uh, put the Bills in perfect scoring mm. opportunity. They capitalized on that. Didn't hurt them. Didn't uh, didn't lose them the game. So I think uh, he he definitely re- redeemed himself with big plays mm-hmm. through the game. Brought them back, uh, and and they absolutely dominated um, with the speed. Do you think? So here's the question, uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, when we're looking at just his overall performance he did see more targets this season than he had in years prior um left the year with 62 targets last year he only had 41 but he mm-hmm. did finish with uh, just uh, i think 22 more passing or more receiving yards um average still just 35 yards per game his yards per target dropped from 13 down to nine uh yards per reception dropped from 20 down to 13 and out 20 20 yards per reception, pretty pretty crazy, um, pretty crazy for him to to maintain that sustainably mm-hmm. with maybe more than 26 receptions. Do you? I, I'm expecting some sort of bounce back, maybe to the middle, like a, a nice 16 yards per reception is probably where I'll I'll stick him next year in my projections. Um, are you are you projecting any sort of bounce back? At, you know, in terms of yards per touch, yards per reception. Yeah, I think we'll see a little bit of a bounce back. But what would be more important for Hardman is to get control of the drops because as a rookie, he had just one drop. And this year on 62 targets, eight drops. That's a drop percentage of 13%. That's one of the highest in the league. And a lot of those drops are happening way down the field. So if he can cut back on some of those drops and you know turn more and more of those short plays into you know, 20, 30-yard gains like we've seen him do in the playoffs – uh, he's gonna he's gonna be at Kate I think 700 800 yards pretty easily with no more targets even. All right, I I I do like the uh, the notion there. I bought plenty of Michael <laughs> Hardman shares uh, just in in the hype. So he's he's definitely one of the post hype guys to watch. Let's talk about the backfield. Clyde edwards alaire uh, yikes, um, we really jumped the gun here on Clyde Edwards Alaire coming out of LSU. We just got so excited. Uh, is, you know, I checked his DLF value this morning in January ADP for startups. He's still going as the running back 11 Mm -hmm. still feels a little bit high for me. Yeah. And I think here's what I think happened, Kate, and why we were so wrong on Clyde Edwards Alaire. I think everybody agrees coming out of LSU this is one of the best receiving running backs we've seen in a long time, right? I mean, we got the Brian Westbrook Westbrook comp I don't know how many times. And I think when people saw him 
go to the Chiefs, they immediately thought, oh, this is great. This is going to be 70, 80 receptions every single year, blah, 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 blah. The problem is in the Kansas City offense, throwing to the running back is a really inefficient play when you have Patrick Mahomes, right? Like why why should Mahomes take a underneath throw when he can throw the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill or in the middle of the field to Travis Kelsey? It's just those running back targets aren't that valuable in this offense. And when you have a really good quarterback, you don't need those check downs. You don't need those dump off passes. So while he did have 36 receptions this year, they just weren't all that valuable, and I don't see him all of a sudden becoming a 70 or 80 reception uh, you know, player every single year because Mahomes continues to get better as a quarterback. So I think there's a chance you know, every year he flirts with 1,200, 1,300 total yards, and maybe we'll see him eventually get to double-digit touchdowns, but I just don't see that ceiling that everybody else sees. I think the the issue for us is sort of reconciling what we know he's capable of versus just the way we uh, can project that he's being used. Uh, mm. Damian Williams uh, is going to to presumably come back. He opted out for the 2020 NFL season. He was used plenty in the passing game and um, was able to capitalize that. But I think, like you said, as Patrick Mahomes grows and develops more and more as a quarterback, uh, some of those risks down the field are a lot less risky because it's Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and he's 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 the 101 in Superflex. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's just so uh, uh, he's from another world. Um, I, I definitely think that we have to be a little bit worried about Damian Williams, and this is not a a a, a, a you know, step in saying that I think Damian Williams is worth anything in Dynasty because I do not. Um, I don't see any worth there. Do not trade for him. But no, there's he's just, just going to be a pain for us. He's going to be a pain, and that's that's what I'm worried about. Um, just moving forward because I, I think you know touches are touches, and every touch gained for Damian Williams, even if it's mm. like. 50 come season end. That's 50 touches that we're not going to see for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Hopefully we'll we'll see him a little bit healthier too next season. We also know that Andy Reid trusts Damian Williams near the goal line, and that's just something that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not great at. So I could certainly see, this is an old school reference, but I could see Damian Williams taking on a Jerome Bettis-like role, right, where, hey, we get inside the 10-yard line, uh, Damian Williams, he's 225 pounds. We trust him not to fumble. He can catch passes out of the backfield. Let's put him in, and that just cuts into to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's touchdown ceiling. I'm going to um, officially list your player comp for Damian Williams as uh, as the bus. So I love it. Love I, I it. think that that's all the analysis we need for today. <laughs> um, <laughs> last but not least, let's just talk about Travis Kelsey because he is he's the 101 in uh, mega super tight end premium leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's so good. Um, when do we start worrying about? Because I feel like each year we're waiting for the drop off in Kelsey's production, and it doesn't come. Is this the year that we're going to draft Travis Kelsey finally in the first round where he deserves to be drafted? Um, I had 1,400 receiving yards this year. That's literal madness. Um, is this the year we finally make the jump to draft him in the first round and then he he delivers in a Gronk-like fashion where he turns into an old man? 
Yeah, so not only is the drop-off not coming, Kate, he's just getting better. He's aging like a fine wine, right? Ooh. This year, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Last year, 1,200 yards. 2017, just 1,000 yards. So continues to get better. He's he's just rock solid. Um, the, Kate, uh, the question I have for you is, Travis Kelsey, obviously tight end one. Tight end two, whether it's Darren Waller, whether it's George Kittle, how much would you have to trade alongside those, you know, along with that player to acquire Travis Kelsey right now? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think uh, Kittle holds more trade value for me right now. So if it's Kittle, mm-hmm. um, more than more than uh, Waller is what more than saying, Waller. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, gosh, if I was the Travis Kelsey manager, I'd probably want like a late first in George Kittle. I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, you know, pick eight through 12 at least, right? Yeah, which it it seems kind of crazy, but just given the... I, so I think what we're looking at with George Kittle, um, and this is where the, the tier value just drops off for me, um, George Kittle has the ceiling. There's no question about that, but mm-hmm. there's just nobody safer than Travis Kelsey that's going to give you that that edge no matter what the game script is. He's the wide receiver one. I know Tyreek Hill, yes, obviously. But, I mean, there's there's no understating the fact that Kelsey is Mahomes' guy. Yeah, and he's also stayed pretty healthy. You know, since 2014, he's missed two games, and both of those games were rest games in Week 17. Kittle is somebody who missed two games in 2019. He missed eight games this season. He's been banged up through his entire career. Um, he's just not as reliable, and he's not attached to Patrick Mahomes. So I think maybe maybe, maybe even a late first rounder isn't enough. Maybe it would need to be more than that. Ooh, I think we should leave this to our listeners as we close out of today's show. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for these uh, NFL team previews. We are finally done with every NFL team. So if you missed any, please go back and, and check them out again. Listen, follow us on social media at Locked On Dynasty over on Twitter. I will be posting some of these back out so you can go back and relive the ones you missed. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much for joining me. Everybody follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at FF Ball Blast, and we will see you on Monday.